Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Yeah, it really depends how the game goes. Uh, if we're successful with the package that we put him in, we'll probably run it more. He'll have his role, and uh, it could be 10 plays. It could be 35 plays. I wouldn't anticipate 60 plays for sure. That's Bruce Arians talking about introducing Antonio Brown into the offense. They've activated him. He's been on the suspended list. He's expected to play Sunday. It's a big game in the division. It's the Saints and the Bucks. Uh, could be 10 plays. Could be 35. You know, no matter how many times, no matter how many plays he knows, you know, how many times you run those plays, we'll decide how many snaps he's uh, he's able to play. And let's face it, that offense is really good, even without him. And you throw him in there, it's extra, but it's not like, oh, no, he's not in there for those 30 plays. They're, they're doomed. And they're 6 and 2 without him. And they've been scoring points and in bunches. PK, Antonio Brown. Could he be one him. thing too many? You can no. put too much fruit in the fruit salad. You can put too much stuff in the stew. You have too much money in the bank account? Never. That's what it's about. <laughs> the Bucks are uh, the Bucks are averaging 31 points a game. So that's a pretty good number without him. And then if he gives them a few more big plays, well, there you go. It seems like the Saints won when they met week one. Uh, Saints are five and two. Bucks are six and two. Uh, but it feels like the Bucks have been playing the better football lately. The Saints have found ways to win, so give them credit for that. But Saints are going to win big, and you know what they're going to say? Oh boy, the Bucks stop, stop here. here. Nice. <laughs> Man, here's the injury update that was written just to antagonize you. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo's latest high right ankle sprain wasn't so much an aggravation of his previous injury as much as it was a whole new one, which is why he's expected to miss about six Mm. weeks and could be out the rest of the season if he needs to undergo surgery. I hadn't heard of surgery for high right ankle sprains. That's a shame because he he was really good on the front shoulder throws. (laughs) The front shoulder throws. All right, DJ and PK, there's your NFL news. Hashtag college football. At the time that we recruited him, I thought this guy had really good athleticism, that he could throw. I liked his demeanor. You know, felt like he was a good fit for us. You know, I think he's worked really hard. I know he had the injury. I think the staff has done a great job with him. I think Zach is proven. You know, he's got the physical capabilities to be a really good player, and he's obviously doing that right now. That's Brian Harson getting asked about BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, who, of course, famously was a verbal commit to Boise State before he flipped to BYU. Got to say all the right things, PK. He said all the right things. No reason to provide any bulletin board material before the game. Well, I think you got to say true things. And what did he say that you could dispute was potential truth? Oh, I think he stuck with the truth, but he didn't say anything like, I'm mad he went back on his word. I'm pissed at the kid. Now, he may be, but that's a little bit of truth you don't need to share. Well, the thing about recruiting, though, is it moves on so quickly. So you get a player, you don't get a player. Let's just stick with you don't get a player. Well, then you get somebody else. So ask Harson right now, 
are you happy with Bachmeyer and Sears? My guess is the answer is yes. Should be. And yeah. how do you know if you get Wilson? Do you get either or both? You don't. Well, I think it's uh, you, you're right. You don't. And if you had gotten Bachmeyer anyway, then there's no way you would have gotten Sears. I would think. I can't imagine Sears would have come there with both of them there. Although maybe one of them wouldn't have the rep because they wouldn't have played. So uh, we just get into what if territory. If 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 if. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin to Purdue Saturday uh, has been canceled. Team activities remaining paused indefinitely because of a number of uh, coronavirus cases within the Wisconsin program. So they've got a rule that you've got to play uh, six of the eight games, and Wisconsin's missed two. So if they miss another one, even if they're undefeated, they wouldn't be eligible for the Big Ten title game. Unless they change the rule that they created for themselves, because I think you and I both agree that if Ohio State were 5-0, and they'd be in the Big Ten title game. Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. No, because I think rules are there for a reason, and we must keep them, and we make no exceptions. It's fair for everyone. Okay, seventh graders, line up now, please. <laughs> seventh grade. Yeah, junior high. Uh, I didn't know you lined up in junior high. Uh, when you said line up, I'm flashing back to elementary school. Well, you line up for PE. I mean, that's where junior. When I think of fairness, I think of junior high. Okay. And I have a uh, longtime junior high administrator in my family. And it's always about fairness. And, yeah, good luck with fairness. Well, Wisconsin, if they get back, we'll have uh, Michigan, which should be entertaining, and Northwestern, which uh, theoretically could be for that West Division title. Northwestern and Purdue are 2-0, and Wisconsin's 1-0. So maybe there's some big games out there for the Badgers still. Former college football coach Tommy Tuberville has recaptured a U.S. Senate seat for the Republicans, defeating Senator Doug Jones in Alabama, as expected. He was a coach for 21 years, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and, of course, uh, riding the Auburn connection into office. The list of famous athletes and coaches have been politicians actually surprisingly long. Jim Bunning, Cy Young Award winner. Who's the Oklahoma quarterback? He's a big deal. I've seen him interviewed, and I'm blanking on his name. Oh, the African-American? Yeah, I can see him. Clear as day, and I can't think of his name. Yak's blanking, too. All right, we'll look it up in the break. That gave me something to do. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. See, I forgot Steve Largent, wide receiver for the Seahawks. See, there's a list out there. I just I didn't know we were supposed to name them all. The NBA players, we're not, we're not, we'll move on. The NBA Players Association expected to vote on a proposed 72-game schedule and a December 22 start date as soon as tomorrow. Uh, growing belief that the Christmas week start is inevitable. Money speaks, PK. There's a lot more money if you play earlier. And while for the teams in the finals, it may seem like a really short offseason, I got to assume that... Uh, all the teams that didn't go to the bubble are ready to play. The teams that went out before the playoffs should be ready to play. And even teams that went out like the Jazz in the first round, uh, given the fact you had four months off, it is weird to get fired back up for a month of basketball, five weeks, whatever it was. Uh, but now they've, they've had a pretty good chunk of time off too. So a short offseason, I'm trying to think uh, in the – 50 years my father was a janitor how many off seasons did he have uh i don't know how many times has he laid off because that'd be my guess and even then he probably wasn't laid off that long but you have to tell me 
Get back to playing basketball. Hey, I'm not a shut up and dribble guy. I'm a dribble guy. Please dribble. I yes. like games. I you, like you, games. You can, you can say whatever you want while you're dribbling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. No, I actually, I was thinking about this. I miss NBA basketball more now than I did in the spring. Really? Why is that? Because it was so crazy. Everything was gone then, and we were so preoccupied. Okay, I mean, there's still the, the virus is still just as serious. I'm not saying that by any stretch, but most of, if not all, the sports are back to one degree or another. I mean, we got the Masters uh, next week. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 this, you know, so how crazy is that this week? So it just seems like this is the calendar time. And, and in the spring, I got other stuff to occupy my mind that we had last year, right? Same year, but mm. academic year or whatever, sports year. And so we were so concerned, like you couldn't get enough of what was going on in the world and all this stuff. And as it's lingered on, I mean, a lot of us have had fatigue. Hopefully we haven't had fatigue in terms of taking the precautions necessary and everything. But it just seems like... The calendar now screams, okay, NBA basketball, we're in November. I should be talking about basketball. College basketball is going to start up uh, basically at the same time, or they're going to try anyway, and we'll see what happens. So the NBA is pushed way back. And so it just seems like this is basketball season. should be starting. There should be like two or three games that were hyperventilating over when we know we've got a long season. I mean, that's just my thought. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter in the long term and you can have an entirely different thing, but I seem to miss it now more than I did in the spring because in the spring there was so much other stuff that I was thinking about. Well, I don't think we have to wait much longer. It's November 4th and it sounds like they're going to be playing in about six weeks, six to seven weeks. My math may be messed up a little bit, but it seems like that's the range that we're looking at here. December 22nd has been floated as a start date. Everybody will get a game or two in. Then the really popular teams will play those, 10 teams will play those five games on Christmas Day, and away we'll go. If the proposed vote goes as expected. And that's good enough for me, for sure. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Dodgers star Mookie Betts added a Gold Glove Award to his collection. That is five in a row for him. He wins the National League Award for right field to go with the four he won in the American League when he was with the Red Sox. Yeah, he's a headliner on the Golden Glove winners. So uh, you got any uh, strong feelings about the Gold Glove? Yes. I have personal strong feelings. I won it in high school. I had 55 chances. I only made three errors. One of them was a Baltimore chopper into the sun at Moon Valley. How could you expect that? You don't face it into the sun, but that's the way they had the field. So, yes, that's very, very close to my heart. It is literally my heart through and through. How dare you even ask me, do I have any strong feelings about the little gold glove? You're just jealous because you didn't win an award your high school year. That's why you brought that up, to minimize my accomplishments. I know what you're doing. I got most improved my freshman year and most inspiration my senior year, and I wonder where those trophies and or plaques are. At this moment, I'm not even sure if it was a trophy or a plaque. Yeah, whatever. Oh, most, hey, inspo- wait, wait, did- most inspirational? Yeah. That's like saying you're a sweet spirit. We know Oh, I know, means. yeah. Yeah, that, that, that award screams you're not tall enough, you don't jump well enough, and you're not really that fast. 
but you inspired us all to, <laughs> but you inspired us all to play harder <laughs> on a team where that was an issue for a little while. And it actually makes sense because I know of no one who's as inspirational as you. <laughs> okay, fine. Here's the question I have for you, though. When you're 17 years old and you're at Moon Valley and you jog out for whatever inning that was. Yeah. The sixth. I don't know. We'll just say the sixth inning. And the pitch is thrown and the batter swings. And did you have to charge it? You have to charge it and short hop it? Because when you say that, that's immediately what I think. No, it goes high. It was into the sun. So it was a Baltimore chopper. It hits like the dirt part yes before it gets to the grass but then how far with the top spin right with how far the top spin does it go because it's in the air a long time the guy's running down the line you're thinking i can't wait on this ball because the guy will beat it for sure well you never wait on anything on your so you're charging but anyway so you commit the air whatever it looks like and i bet as you pick up the ball and throw it back to the pitcher assuming you didn't deflect it to the shortstop or whatever, and he did. No, it just dropped. Yeah. I'm assuming you aren't thinking, well, that's an error and it sucks, but you know what? For decades, I'm going to milk this thing for a paycheck, and it's going to entertain everybody who ever booted a ground ball. I didn't boot a ground ball, you butthead. <laughs> it was a Baltimore <laughs> chopper. It hit the dirt. It's a ground ball. It sure ain't a fly ball. So then, ergo, it's a ground ball. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, but a ground ball. It's a specific type of ground ball. It was a Baltimore chopper. It was in the air. It was like eight feet in the air, directly in the huge ball of the sun. Fire. Jeez. I mean, I had such good hands and was so sure of myself at the hot corner that I didn't even wear a cup. Yikes. (laughs) Seems like an unnecessary risk. No, that's how confident I was. That's a lot of confidence. What is trending in <laughs> PK's cup wearing in high school? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Wait, hold on. I got Shamrock Plumbing online. No, they do not bring you stories of PK in high school. They just bring you what is trending. Uh, well, Shamrock Plumbing only wants to be responsible for the NBA Players Association, Wisconsin at Purdue, and Antonio Brown. They want nothing to do with the other stuff. However, if you'd like a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, Call 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Thanks for putting up with all the nonsense, Shamrock Plumbing. <laughs> all right, when we come back, we got the question of the day. We, uh, we got a lot of people who want to stop by and talk football. If you are geared up for BYU and Boise State Friday night, David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst and a former Cougar linebacker, will be here at 8 o'clock. Riley Jensen will talk all things youth Cougars and Aggies at 8.30, a college football insider. Greg Hansen, sports columnist for the Arizona Daily Star at 9 o'clock to give us the lowdown on the Wildcats as they prepare for the Saturday afternoon opener with the Utes. And the weather's going to be spectacular. Spectacularly ugly. Right. Temperatures in the 40s, maybe the 30s, but probably the 40s. Rain mixed with snow. November finally nice. showing up. Yeah. Uh, Utah football availability. Uh, Kyle Whittingham and Morgan Scally are talking today, but we are a little booked up due to Greg Hansen's schedule. So uh, we will try to squeeze them in at about 930. We'll see how long they go for and uh, all that. So there, that's what is in front of us today. A ton of football. The question of the day, I know you can answer this. I know you can. We'll get to it next. Stay with us. Let's go! 
Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Coming up, we'll talk about the rest of the NBA, what's going on out east Be as back well. east. You said out east. What's the matter with the out east? Because it's back east. It's out west. Why? Because you've already been east. Everybody came east to west, so it's back east. What year is this? No. You're talking about like the mountain men? What are you talking about? Back east? You don't say out east. Because east isn't out. East is back. Out west. <laughs> well, it probably stems from getting in the old prairie schooner and heading west, but it still applies. All right. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the morning. It's an easy one. What'd you do last night? How'd you spend that Tuesday night? What were you up to? I did put up something about Kalani, too. Is this game make or break for Kalani Sataki? How'd you spend your Tuesday night, PK? Me? Well, I flicked around a little bit. I wrote uh, my weekly piece that's going to be posted here. I'll be shipping it over in a few minutes there, Yawk. So that that took up my time. Uh, I watched... I watched The Godfather. That was on AMC. No, you it. did not. I did too. <laughs> you watched The Godfather. Yeah. What the heck did you do that for? <laughs> I mean, what did I do that for? I stand for the national anthem when The Godfather's on. I watch it. What do you mean? <laughs> what did I do that for? Why did I stand for the national anthem? Because I'm proud to. Why did I watch The Godfather? Because I'm proud to. Okay, pop. Yeah. <laughs> so, how does the I programming meeting go at AMC? Hey, uh, Tuesday, what should we do? Eh, it's just really Godfather again. <laughs> Don't have to think the room. <laughs> yeah. They run it every Thanksgiving and Christmas. I love flipping around on the big holidays and see, see Michael plotting to take down the world. <laughs> What's the matter? If I was going to kill you, you'd already be dead. <laughs> Come on. He sleeps with the fishes. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I watched that. What a night to be watching something that's about family, isn't it? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, the guy had it coming. He was a turncoat. Uh Oh, Michael's going to the bathroom. You want justice? (laughs) We'll give you justice. Absolutely, I watched The Godfather. And I flicked over, watched uh, a little bit about... uh, the thing on USC and their great Pete Carroll years. Uh, I'd seen it before. What I found was really interesting is that Lendale White, I guess I, maybe I forgot it, he was the running back that, you know, the thunder and lightning type yep. thing with yep. uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush. He's from Colorado, and uh, they gave him that fourth down and one against Texas, and mm-hmm. he didn't get it. Uh, well, when Pete Carroll left to go to Seattle, boy, Lindale White just lit into him, man. Lit into him. Let him have it for, you know, because it was it was somewhat slimy because it was perceived that he left at the time right before SC was going to go on sanctions. So yep. get out of Dodge while you can, beat the posse, that type of thing. Yes, there, was a lot, there were a lot of USC fans who were mad. Lindale White spoke for a lot of people when that happened. Trojan fans not happy. 
Right, and but he's and, not a fan. He's a player. Right, but he spoke for a lot of fans. And and then also, you know, the rest of the conference and, well, the rest of the country did think it was pretty slimy. It's like, oh, he knows how bad it's going to be. That's why he's getting out. Won't be any fun right. to be there now, will it? Head to the NFL where the NCAA can't touch you. Yeah, which is what happened. And he's been very successful, and he sort of brushed that away. And as he is... Not come close to being what they uh, what they were during that time. So I did watch that. Watched a little of the election results, but they weren't moving very fast. Watched a little uh, Parks and Rec. Leslie Nope. Season we're into season five now. Leslie Nope's now on the city council. So it was politics even when it wasn't politics. I couldn't watch the election stuff. Yeah, no, it wasn't just the it. same over and over. Well, I mean, I figured it's going to be a while. So what's what's going to be a while? Yeah. Uh, Mark says, I was channel surfing. I was looking for something to watch, but I kept coming across the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, Mark. Christopher says, I was celebrating my birthday. Well, how, Christopher? What was the game plan? Birthday parties have changed these days. Birthday party was yesterday. Tomorrow is Scott Gerard's birthday party. Scotty G. Tomorrow, I know that because tomorrow would have been Jack Aldersitz's birthday party. And they share the same birthday? Yes, November 5th. I said birthday party, but birthday, yeah. And Jack was my my mentor, my former brother-in-law, who was the great high school soccer coach in uh, Arizona. And I've told you about him many times over. And and November 5th, I think, was the... uh, the date of when the clock stopped in uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. And he told me that because it was his birthday. So Trivia time. Anything that's happened on your birthday, you're probably going to remember. And so as crazy and silly as that was, that was a good movie, obviously. You still can see it from time to time. Uh, that uh, he, he I, For some reason, I just always remembered that. And, and he taught a... Uh, he taught at an ASU class. He was, you know, one of those adjunct professors, mm-hmm. and it was a reading class. And I took the class uh, because I didn't. I just took it. It was random that I took it. It ended up it paid off when I went back and got my teacher certificate. They were looking at my transcript and said, "Hey, you got a class you need to take. Why did you take that? Being a broadcasting major." And as a, so I took it because he asked me to take it because he wasn't sure how many students he was going to have and he wanted the job. And you had to have a certain amount of students in order to teach it and get paid. Right? <laughs> and did you tell him that? No, I, I think I did because it would have it been a few years later yeah. as to why I had this education credit uh, <laughs> when I was in like my last year of college. It was sort of random. It didn't fit in right. what was going on. But he asked me to take it uh, because he needed to make sure he had enrollment and so i took it <laughs> and then when i went back to get my teacher certificate it paid off i was uh, one less class i had to take <laughs> so it's just crazy how things work out in your life uh but at one time i left early and i left him a note and i said hey i'm uh, during the class i left him a note on his desk and i, I said uh I'm going to take off early tonight. Uh, and I said, because tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. And he remembered that, and he thought it was so funny. And he's told people about that. And years later, I mean, years later, 30 years later, people tell me when they hear that tune, they think of that story 
that my brother-in-law told them, and they laugh. Uh, wow, that is so innocuous. That's something <laughs> that just stays in your mind because of that. Some throwaway line that I wrote on a piece of paper uh, years years ago. It's funny. Random stuff sticks. I know, it really does. It's amazing what sticks. Michael says, I got back from a great eight-mile hike in Big Cottonwood Canyon before sundown. Turned on CNN later. And I've been tracking the presidential race. Go USA. Go USA. Oh, eight I, I, miles in Big that. Cottonwood Canyon. Got to get that, that in in the next couple of days because it sounds like that's not going to be possible for a while. Well, you could do some snowshoe hiking, which I've done. That's a good workout. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. Because you put up a bunch, of, you put on a ton of clothes because it's cold, and then you start walking in those snowshoes, and like twenty feet into it, you start sweating <laughs> big time. <laughs> it's awesome though. You get away from people. It's it's awesome how quiet it is. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Salt Lake, the Sawasatch Front in particular, something I would have never. Now, you talked about how you left uh, earlier in last segment, you know, when I made that error, that I think years later I'd be making money off of that. Well, obviously not. And at the same time, if you would have told me that I would explore the canyons of the Wasatch Front, I would have said, what is that? But I've been able to do it because I've lived here for so long and to take not just the natural beauty, but the proximity of the natural beauty is what is probably just as awesome that we could have that and it is literally minutes away which i never understood why denver gets so much run because none of their beauty is minutes away it just isn't man it's way off in the distance and obviously it's to the west because the east is nothing but flat but you know all that stuff that we have literally minutes away is much much longer over in denver and the mountains are not as beautiful and they're not as in imposing or as large or as immediate as what we have so basically screw the denver area and yeah to wasatch front i'm all for it yeah but we don't want word to get out we don't want more people to know because they're not making any more canyons and there's no more space and we'll just end up with a lot more people and i remember when san diego had one million people and now san diego has three million people and san diego was better when it had one million people right but you didn't have property values then so if i can put more money in my pocket because of californians i welcome you (laughs) well that's that's trending up anyway (laughs) housing prices have only been going one way here over the last right but i want even more i want the maximum i want as much money as i can get I want to be one of those guys who doesn't endorse Biden because he's going to tax those who work make over four hundred thousand. You're a rapper. <laughs> That's what, that is so classic too. I was talking about somebody yesterday, a friend of mine, and we we're just ripping both parties, which I love to do, and just going on. Oh, wait a second, all these Republicans now, yeah, Fifty Cent, Little Wayne, they didn't know jack about them and would have been appalled by them, but now they go out and make an endorsement. Yeah, those guys. Listen to those guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to win the game, PK. We're sports guys. You know how that works. I don't play that game, so. Uh, but you know, me. millions of people do. I know they do. Absolutely. I called my sister last night just to bust her. So you nervous? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jed posts. Uh, what'd you do last night? He says football practice, championship game this weekend. Got to get the gremlins ready. 
Is that what we're talking about? Because high schools aren't to that final point yet, are they? They are not. It is the, well, depending on what level, uh, what class you're in, quarters you're either in the or semis, semis or quarters, right? Yeah. So the, okay. the smaller schools, the the 2A and the 3A, they're down at the semis. The 4A, 5A, and 6A are all playing quarterfinals. Okay, so no high school has, this is not uh Can't win a championship week. this weekend. Nope. So it has to be youth football. That's what I assume. Easily the most overblown thing in sports. I've, I've seen some photos posted on uh, on Twitter of championship teams. State. Not just not just championship, but state. you got to <laughs> precede it by state. Except that the Salt Lake County teams don't play the Utah County teams. Irregardless. Nobody plays the Logan teams. And I don't know what's going on in St. George, but I suspect they have some powerhouses. I'm telling you, in the uh, Corner Canyon program that they have, uh, Zach's dad is one of the coaches, and he coached youth, and they list his, the number of state championships that he won. In fact, I think I've seen, if you look closely, when they show Lisa, and I don't even know the dad's name, if the dad happens to get in the picture, if you look on his ring fingers, you'll see the state championship rings that he's wearing. Nice. <laughs> his name is Mike. I just made that up. <laughs> All right, the real question of the morning now that we know what you did with your Tuesday night, there are no games to watch on Tuesday night. There are going to be games on Wednesday. I was actually thinking about that when you were talking about the Jazz. I was thinking, I know, I'm, I'm certain I'm, odds are like 90%. I'm going to watch two more episodes of Parks and Rec tonight. We seem to watch them two at a time. And, uh, and I was thinking, well, I'm way behind on this series, right? It's been off the air for a few years now. And lots of people watched it. It, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it did pretty well at the time. And... I wouldn't have watched it then because there would have been an NBA game tonight. Right. And the I Jazz would have played. <clears throat> they would have avoided election night because it would have been hard on, you know, people who are going to want to watch well, the election does. results. Right. So that means when in the NBA where they play every other day, there would have been a bunch of games Monday and Wednesday. Now, some teams might have held out because, you know, they're going to play the TNT Thursday game. But the rest of the league would have been playing Monday and Wednesday. There almost certainly would have been Jazz home games. Right. Classic. And yet not. So we're left to contemplate the football games, which actually are going to fill up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because we've got the Aggies Thursday, we've got the Cougars Friday, we've got the Utes Saturday. Uh, is this game make or break for Kalani Sataki? That just, when I read that, when you posted PK, I just thought that is, is too much. Make or break. How is this game going to break Kalani Sataki? Make, I can make a stronger argument for, but if they win this game and then lose to San Diego State, then a lot of the luster goes off this one. If they're going to go 11-0 and win a New Year's Six bowl game, well, I assume the bowl game would be the biggest win, but then you could make the case that this was a very big win, this catapulted them. They've got a lot of confidence going into this, but they'll have more confidence coming out of it. So there is a, there's a pretty good argument to be made, and you could sit here and debate me until the end of the show if you wanted, that this game doesn't actually make Kalani, but it's certainly in a series of games that makes him, it's a big one. And if you get an 11 and 0 under your belt, like that the 08 undefeated season, you know, that made Kyle. He always had that when they were 5 and 7 and you're like, "Yeah, but they're changing leagues and this is hard." And man, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't pull that off, right? That undefeated thing, an undefeated season gives a coach a lot of cachet. I, I agree, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, that's that's sunrises in the east. The break that's thing though, no debate there. He's broken if they lose this, 
Yes. It wrecks the narrative of the undefeated season. You, well, it's much more than that. It's your coach who can't win the big game. Ever. Period. Done deal. And well, beating USC at home didn't count as a big game. Not as big as this one, no. You can see that's actually that go that actually works against you. Why can't you win this game when you beat SC at home? What's what's up with that? I mean, that's what Clay Helton has. Clay Helton has he can't win the big game, obviously. You know, uh, Jim Harbaugh can't win the big. You can win a bunch of games, but you can't win the one people really want. Uh, Georgia football. Seems to be the same thing. When you're really good, but yet you're not good enough, that works against you. Carl Malone, sure. I mean, he put up a Hall of Fame career. Put him at, and this hurts to say, put him at the free throw line at the end of the game in the playoff, in the final. What's he going to do? Where's I mean, the championship? I mean, we all know about it. I yeah. mean, we can ignore it all we want, but it was out there. Uh, and you're so awesome for so long. Uh and so, yeah, you beat SC. But this game here, they they didn't establish themselves last season. That's a nice win, and you know it, but I don't think it resonates. Whereas this game here, this will resonate. Because that, you haven't had a legitimate test. We thought you might have a couple, but Houston and Navy, nah. Yeah, it's disappointing the way their seasons are unfolding. Yeah. It's a nice wins at the time, but... They don't stand up. Boise State, I mean, Boise State stands up. You're 0-5 there, so you're doing something no one has done if you should win. Yeah, Bronco didn't win there. And He did a lot, but he didn't win there. there. Croton didn't win there. Nope. So you've got uh, the last three coaches, including yourself, have not won there. And so that's a breakthrough right there. And then it gives you uh, the great thing about it is the Boise State win, if you should get it, has far more lasting staying power than beating San Diego State at the end of the season. Because here, this is the first week of November, right? Well, and obviously you're going to beat North Alabama. So you beat Boise, you stay in the conversation for a whole frigging month. When college football, the way the system is set up, conversation in November is nearly just as important than the actual games because it's a beauty pageant to a large degree. It is, are you going to make the playoff if you should be one of the ones who are in the discussion, which the Utes have been, and then also are you going to be in a New Year's Day Bowl? Hey, what about these guys? So they win Friday. They've extended their conversation for an entire month. If you should beat San Diego State, well, then we go right into uh, the bowls, and there isn't as long. We'll know what the, what the actual result of the conversation is. Yeah, you'll get it's a, just a week or two later. You'll, yeah, you'll get a week out of San Diego State. Right. Here, you get a whole friggin' month of being in the conversation. And all talking heads like to think, yeah, 
It's, it's like being woke. Yeah, I'm for this movement because it makes you sound so intelligent and so progressive and all the things that woke people aspire to be. Well, here, you talk about BYU. Yeah, I know my stuff. Hey, that Zach Wilson guy, look what he's done. And Kalani building a program. You sound woke when it comes to college football. So you'll end up getting a ton of run, unlike anything that you have received for a well over a decade, possibly since 96 and 84. That's how big of a deal this game is. Whereas if you lose it, all the air, all the goodwill, good publicity that you've accumulated this season shoots all down the window out the window, and I'm going to say something. At this point, the swamp is drained. <laughs> I was thinking more. You will you will have heard the letters B, Y, and U in order, crossing Kirk Herbstreet's lips for the last time. He's brought up BYU on multiple occasions. He's got a big platform. Probably the biggest. And if they beat Boise State, he will be pumping the Cougars. He will make sure that they get mentioned in the conversation for the five weeks until the, is it four or five weeks until the San Diego State, I guess four weeks, until the San Diego four. State game. It's a month. Yeah. A full month. And you don't have to worry about losing that entire month because obviously you're not going to So why this game is so Well, we're having technical difficulties with PK, but you get it. This game is gigantic because it keeps you in the mix. And it keeps you in the mix on multiple levels. I think the easiest level for the fans to observe is keeps you in the mix for the discussion of the New Year's Six. But whether that happens or not, whether they lose to San Diego State or they win, if they win and they go 10-0, and even if they get passed over for a New Year's Six bowl game, you're in the discussion and these coaches recruit every day. They text all the time. There are rules about when they can call and when they can, when they can initiate contact and when kids can blah, 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 blah. But it's out there all the time. There's the, the texting between them and the kids. But it's not just that. It's also high school coaches and parents. It's keeping alumni who are out of state connected and motivated because they're a link to kids that they're recruiting in California and Arizona and Texas. And that pays off all across the board there. And, of course, uh, recruiting is the lifeblood of the program. You know, how good is BYU going to be in 2025? Has a lot to do with how things go right now. That stuff, you you definitely pay it forward. And 2025 sounds like a long way away, but at one point, so did 2020. And then, it's here. All right, DJ and PK. Voila. 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 (laughs) <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Uh, David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst, former Cougar linebacker, will get his thoughts on uh, why it's been so hard to win in Boise and why this might be different, why he's optimistic and what he's stressed about. We'll get to that coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Greg Hansen, sports columnist for the Arizona Daily Star, is here to talk Utah and Arizona at 9 o'clock. And in between, we got Riley, John- Riley Jensen, our college football Insider DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333.
So, PK, Yach and I golfed without you yesterday. Uh, Matt Coma from Channel 2, who you know, one of the sports producers there, was at a charity golf tournament. And oh, thanks for asking me. I did ask you, and you had a bigger <laughs> name on another line. You had a previous engagement that also involved golf, and you didn't want to back out on somebody. So, uh, so we go up to Jeremy, <laughs> we go up to Jeremy Ranch, <laughs> and uh, you know how when you watch the pros play golf, I mean they really do make it look easy, right? There's this awe-inspiring stuff that happens, but then you get out there with amateurs, <laughs> and crazy stuff happens, weird stuff. Now, have you played Jeremy Ranch enough to kind of view all the holes in that? Have you been up there very often? Uh, the next time I play it will be the first. Oh. Well, then this is Which is why I wanted to, but I had to keep my commitment. I really wanted to, but I couldn't. So the fourth, uh, the first four holes are kind of um, on the on the south side of the course, and the one the one is right by the freeway, and the others are kind of inside of it. And then you go on this uh, windy path over a hill, and you drop down, and there's this par three. I guess it is the fourth hole, right? It's the par three fourth hole. So the first three are kind of along the freeway more to the south and it's this windy thing and pk you're on a you're on a ledge right there's this narrow steep canyon and you're hitting down onto the green and i have never and i don't and i haven't played a lot of golf right there have got to be other holes out there and all, but the green is so far below you i think the only thing i compare it to you know at willow creek there's that part three where you hit off the hill down onto the it seems like the elevation drop is what do you think, Yak? 50% more or double? It's the steepest hole I've played. I've played Thanksgiving points, par three of the drops. I've played the Willow Creek one. This is the steepest one I've ever seen. And so I, <laughs> I get up over the ball, PK, and I just had the, this moment of vertigo, and I almost tipped over and fell on my left shoulder. And I had to back away from the ball. And Matt Coma had been staring right at me, and he let out this thing that was like a half gasp, half laugh. Like, it's funny, unless you tip over and pass out, in which case that's, that's not very funny. And so then I get up there. Okay, take a deep breath, right? Just focus. Don't look. I'm not good with heights. Don't look down there. And so, <laughs> so I hit it. And from the second, I did keep my head down, thank goodness. And from the second I hit it, the other three are making a bunch of noise. I mean, how loud were you, Yach? Well, let's put it this way. You put that ball on that flag stick, and it was not moving. And it's dropping, PK, and it's the weirdest golf shot you've ever seen because it looks like it's dropping down an elevator shaft. It doesn't look like a real golf shot. And so it's like, I'm like three feet to the right of the hole. Which, of course, you know that I'm going to gag the birdie putt. No, PK, not even that. He was two feet away. He, he, he stuck it right next to the hole. And then, I gag, and then I gag the birdie putt like the mentally weak dog so that we I am. So we were ooing and eyeing and then quickly laughing. Oh, yeah. Golf's a four-letter word. Oh, man. These are at the free throw line with the game on the line. Air ball! <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunate. There are there are a million other entertaining things that happen on that. Your guy Blake was there, and uh, Blake is the floor director of Channel Two who laughs at all of PK's jokes and uh, finds PK wildly entertaining. And for whatever reason, he decided to trash talk Matt Coma. Now Matt hooked us all up with free golf at Jeremy Ranch. I don't think Matt should have heard a bad word for eighteen holes, but for some reason, right around the eighth hole, Blake loses his mind. <laughs> And then he went right in the dumper. So there's a lot of karma going on right there. The dumper. Had a rough stretch there. 
And by the way, all 18? by the way, oh, we did play all eighteen. Yeah, we got in, and it was it was getting dark right at the end, but there was enough light. And Matt Coma at eighteen just scorched to drive. How beautiful was that, Matt? Or Yak? Oh my! Oh my gosh! And PK straight as an arrow. It's that uphill eighteen, and it looked it, it looked awesome. We we were all just stunned, just stunned. He just crushed it. And by the way, there's a reason we called Yach Judas. I mean, he is just this detailed truth teller to the point that is totally unnecessary. And I was reminded of that again at eight yesterday. It's just par three. And there's a big sand trap right in front of the green, which naturally I dumped it in. And Yach lost his left. And it was a windy day. And so we were, you know, none of us are good enough to handle the wind. We were all struggling with that at points. And he, and it totally reminded me of the meeting where he earned the nickname Judas. So Blake is getting a golf ball out of the cart or whatever and doesn't see it. He goes, where you go, Yach? And he says, I went, I went left, way left. He said, yeah, he hit it way left. And then the wind grabbed it and tugged it another 20 yards left. And Yach's like, no, that was just a bad shot. I'm like, Yach, let it go. It was an awful <laughs> shot. Just let it go, Yach. He can't do it. He's got to recount every detail like he did with you in that meeting. Just let it go, Yach. Can't help himself. <laughs> okay. All right. Your golf workout all right yesterday? Mine? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Man? I'm outside, having a sunshine. Yeah, that's sort of the way I try to look at it. It's hard to do. I mean, you competitive. This thing about golf is you're competitive with yourself. Now, and you know, if you're playing with somebody for money and all that stuff, yeah, I get that. But if you're just, I try not to do that. Uh, I've I've done it. You know, not not big money. We're not talking Michael Jordan here. You know, uh, a launch or a Coke or you know, five dollars or something. Uh, very, very minuscule stuff. But I try not to do that very often because I don't want to have to be worried about somebody else. And, and it's the the one sport where you really compete against yourself and what your capability is. You know what your capability is because you've done it. And then to be able to match that and find the level of consistency that you're desiring, it's what really brings into the account of making it so mind-twisting and, in a sense, torturous because you know what you're capable of doing. And if you do it, it's great. But if you don't do it, you get frustrated with yourself, not with the guy next to you because, you you know, you probably don't necessarily really even care. At least for me, I don't really care. I'm one of these guys that, you know, I can tell what their what a, a playing partner's score is on a given hole and maybe a couple of holes into it, I can tell them the combined scores. But once you get four, five, six holes into it, I really don't know what your score is because I'm not paying attention because I'm competing with myself. And that's where the either the torture or the gratification comes from with this game. DJ and PK, you got a couple more days of golf, and then Saturday the weather turns. The courses ought to be full uh, Thursday and Friday, I would think. But, man, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's not looking good out there, people. You have to shut it down for a while. All right, David Nixon's talking BYU football next. Stay with us.